The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at GuidedWest11, on Instagram at GuidedWest, and on Twitter at LauraWest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book, Guided, is available on Amazon and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. My guest today is Rebecca Overstreet. Rebecca is an empath and author. She has focused the last eight years on diving further into her personal development and internal growth. Every book or podcast allows her to take pieces with her and apply them towards her own life and reality. Most recently, she has become a new mom, which caused her to follow her intuition even further and work more on herself in healing from past trauma and wanting to be more for her daughter. One of Rebecca's life goals was to write a book, and she recently self-published a children's picture book dedicated to her daughter. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so thrilled to be talking with you today. We have a uh, history. You're you're one of the few people that I've interviewed so far who uh, who knew me uh, prior to any of this, prior to me um, oh, discovering I'm a psychic medium, all that stuff. So mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I'd love to share how you and I met. Yeah, please. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. Do you remember how many years ago that was now? I can't remember. It was 2011 when I joined. Okay. So that, that's when mm-hmm. we would have met. Uh, mm-hmm. So, oh my gosh, that is 11 <laughs> years ago now. A long time. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Anyways, I can't believe that. So this is, I think, really interesting. Um, so Rebecca and I met actually uh, in... <laughs> hula school, I guess we both we met we both dance met um, da- dance yeah dance school. Uh, we both were in a um, dance school where they taught um, where they teach hula and Tahitian dancing. At least that's all they taught then, mm-hmm. uh, and it's called an it's called a halal. So we met at our halal down here in. Uh, down in San Diego, uh, apparently 11 years ago, (laughs) which is crazy. Um, I still can't get over that fact. Uh, So I guess, you know, I never, maybe we talked about it briefly, but what made you decide to start dancing? Uh, We grew up going to Hawaii as a family ever since I was a kid and it was like the family vacation that we took all together. My aunt, cousins, mom, my sister and I, along with my grandma, and she always had a love for the culture and just the atmosphere when we were there. So I just felt like it was deeply rooted with my identity and who I was and the things that I enjoyed and appreciated. And I had always enjoyed dancing and I had a background in dancing. And then, yeah, I was 
already out of college and I just missed the aspect of dancing and being together uh, with a group. And I just Googled it and I looked it up. I sent them an email and they're like, yeah, please come, come check it out. And, you know, I was hooked and the rest is history. Yeah, that's, that's so interesting to hear uh, your version of how it worked out for you and how you connected with that halal. Because mm-hmm. uh, for myself, uh, I mm-hmm. I always had, I've, I had a love for Hawaii and it was really strong mm-hmm. around that time when I started dancing. And mm-hmm. I attribute it to uh, like a past life that like, that's how much I mm-hmm. loved Hawaii. Like it felt like mm-hmm. It felt like home to me, and like, I, I was I, just gonna say home. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it felt like home, right? So, yeah, but in, but mm-hmm. I'd only been there a handful of times, uh, mm-hmm. maybe even once by the point that I started dancing. So I just wanted, I wanted to mm-hmm. immerse myself in that culture because I felt mm-hmm. homesick for it. And so I looked yes. up uh, mm-hmm. online as well, and I found like a list of a lot of halals that are in the local area. But because of my work schedule, I had to find one that worked with my work schedule. Mm-hmm. And so the halal that we joined mm-hmm. did. And so I emailed mm-hmm. them, reached out to them, and they said, yep, come you know, check it out. And I came and then same thing, rest is history. I just uh, was there um, and, and went every week after that. I, I really... I really, really loved it. And, you know, you went for community. I went for my love of Hawaii, but we really did form the sisterhood. Like it really, I felt very mm-hmm. close and connected to mm-hmm. the, the the people that that uh, we danced with. Um, so much so mm-hmm. that, you know, some of them I still keep in touch with to this day, you included, which, which is you know, something <laughs> I, I could have never thought or have, have even asked for. So, feel so blessed as far as that goes. But was it for you too, like a, like a sense of home, the Hawaiian culture? I guess for me, it was more so I knew how Hawaii felt based on my own experience. But I think because I discovered it young, there wasn't much more that I really delved into. So I knew like the surface level stuff, but being in the dance environment I just felt like it opened up more in speaking, I guess, more so to my soul. And like, I wanted to know the deeper meaning behind the dance. What are we saying with our hands? What are we actually saying with our body? What is the meaning of the dance itself? Because I felt that by knowing, I could then express it more through my movement. So yeah, it was just like a deeper, deeper connection. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely was. It's an amazing feeling to be able to dance. You know, besides that <laughs> past life connection, I, I do want to maybe get into why it is that we're even talking about this on on the podcast and, and why I have you on. Would you be willing to talk to us a little bit about, uh, you know, maybe a bit more of your of your background and you know, if you if you had like a spiritual awakening or anything like that, if you could share those with us. Yeah. So I had recognized that you had been posting on social media. And I I know that we still stay connected through social media. Uh, However, you know, it was during COVID. And I was, um, I guess the awakening happened more so when I was 
pregnant, but I had been on this personal growth journey maybe for the last eight years. And there are just certain things that I could uh, just, just not shut off. And it was almost like the internal light regarding so many things just kept getting brighter and brighter. And I think I was able to really quiet the outside noise and just stay still internally. And some voice was just like, oh my gosh, Laura was posting at you. Maybe reach out to her and see if she can give more insight and maybe she would be a good, good place to start. And just speaking with someone that maybe could understand or um, could possibly answer some questions. And I, in the interim, had read a few books that really just like propelled me or catapulted me to really discovering more of me. And then in our chats, once we um, connected, it just even more so opened my eyes to so much that I felt and knew, but it just validated it. And um, it's almost like it made me hungry for more. Like I just wanted to discover more. And it was just in a very positive way. Uh, You know, like I just wanted to learn more about myself, learn more about just the meaning of life and how we're here, what makes us who we are. And And, and, and part of that was learning about being that you were an empath. Is that right? Yeah. So I had read, well, someone had, one of my girlfriends had mentioned that I was an empath, but the word I had never heard before. She didn't really explain what it was. So I just kind of took it upon myself to look into it, which I did. And then I started looking into whether there were books on being an empath. And I ordered um, a book. It was just about um, types of empaths and then an intuitive empath. And as I'm reading it, I'm crying because I just felt seen. I felt heard and so much more made sense. And I just, (laughs) I like to use analogies a lot. And it just almost felt like getting my letter for Hogwarts, like in Harry Potter. I love it. Just like, (laughs) I just felt like I, like I belonged to this special club or secret club and only certain people can speak my language or exist in the same space or platform or um, frequency. And so I just felt like I just had this magic that I've had within me and I knew it always existed, but this just again, validated that I knew myself better than I ever thought I had. And just uncovered and peeled back these veils that I think society or just environment had placed. And I just, I just felt like I stepped into who I was. It was just a very, very moving, very spiritual moment. And I just feel like it's still ongoing, but that was just very profound that moment. What a wonderful, profound aha moment that you had. What um, yeah. what led you to turn to these books? Like, why why did you decide to read these books? 
Well, I just, I've always had this desire of learning more about myself. And, you know, I had mentioned that I was on this personal growth journey and I just felt like every situation or everything came up, there was something that just kind of stuck with me and I would go a little bit further. I'd look into it more so that I could discover and learn. And part of that was just you know, just listening to myself. And if there's a curiosity, such as I just see or get a feeling of a color, and I would look it up, and it would completely um, align with, you know, what was happening in my life at that moment, how I felt it was just, whoa, okay, cool. And so that just kind of opened my eyes and I recognize it more and I look into the colors again as that would change. And, you know, I would sometimes wake up in the middle of the night to a bad dream and I would Google the dream. I would just, you know, want to understand because I knew it wasn't necessarily something negative. It was my subconscious or something within me that was trying to explain or kind of Uh, help me understand or again, validate what I'm going through. And it's just kind of processing it while I'm sleeping. So it would just help me. And in doing so, it, it made me feel more comfortable. So again, the same thing kind of happened with the books, you know, the empath, I wanted to discover more about me. And it's like, well, I don't know if I am, let me look into this to see if it if it does speak to who I am and like it's almost as if the book felt like it was written just for me it was pretty moving oh I love those kinds of moments where those those profound I don't know how else to say it but it's there's literally a profound um, moment uh, what was that turning point in your life to want to work on self and figure yourself out what cause that chain of events to occur? What was the cause? Uh, great question. I think there were several things that went on at that time, but I think there were some shifts in my family dynamic that just caused me to go further down that down that direction. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense, but um, yeah, sure, sure. my sister was kind of in it with me and you know, it started with one book. I think it was called Wherever You uh, Go, There You Are. And, you know, it just kind of started from there. It's just like one book after another. So. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, you've had some some experiences, I would mm-hmm. say, in the past year since you've been on this journey, sort of more mm-hmm. open to the possibility of this life uh, that mm-hmm. we can't, this world that we can't see, you know, like the spirit <laughs> world and everything. Mm-hmm. Did you want to share uh, some of the experiences that, that you've had since being on this journey of discovery? Sure. Um, I, I truly feel like they all kind of collect (laughs) you know I I have I have so many now it's it's just fun because I feel like I so I've always had the sense that someone was looking out for me I just felt like I was 
I know it sounds weird, but I just felt like I was being watched, but not in a negative way. I just felt like someone was protecting me. And, you know, I felt safe to a degree. Even when I was a kid, I remember just laying down um, when I would go to bed. And in my mind's eye, I just always felt that there was like an angel on one side and my grandfather on the other. And I just feel like they've just always been with me. And I know that in my, um, you know, initial conversations with you, that kind of opened my eyes and again, validated what I felt before. And I think in, in my meditations and learning to just quiet the noise, something was just pushing me towards this goal that I had, which was writing a book. I just didn't know who my audience would be. What, what would the topic be? What, 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 where would I start? What would I write? And I'm sitting in bed holding my daughter. And even though previously I would, you know, journal and write things out, like I just wasn't in a position to do that. And I just grabbed my phone and I just started you know, just things just started flowing um, on onto my notepad, and I just felt like that's exactly what it was supposed to be. And in connecting with you and just learning that we were on similar journeys in that regard, I thought that was pretty special. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like I, I I think learning who I was and being okay with. Being uncomfortable and trying new things, I really stepped outside, but I also felt like I wasn't afraid. I was just following what was on my heart and just trusted that it would it would be okay. It would work out and start before you're ready kind of thing. So I just went on that journey, and um, I think that was one of the biggest ones But then, you know, the little things, you know, remembering things that my grandma would say, I think I had shared with you that there was a a, tying back to the colors. I I just felt, you know, or saw the color purple, like a violet or a lavender when I was pregnant. And then that was kind of like the color scheme for my daughter's uh, nursery setup and our baby shower, etc. And you know, when you and I were chatting and there was a point where you had mentioned that my grandfather came through and it acknowledged the purple without me ever saying anything about the color purple and him saying, anytime you see a purple flower, just know that I'm there along with you. And when you're outside recharging, which is also a piece, you know, for an empath, it was just a way it all just kind of tied together. Um, So it was really special that in my book, uh, I was able to pay homage to, you know, the connection that I share with both my grandfather and my grandmother. And, you know, there's a, a page where we're walking in nature and there's just like a field of purple flowers and, my grandma, um, when the sun is setting and there's that pretty blue pink sky, she oh, always nice. called it sky blue pink. And so just little things like that, that allow her to still live on with me. And it just makes me feel 
comforted and secure. And so that is also in the book. And so it just, it's, it just feels good to just feel super connected. Right. And be reminded how much that they really are there with us and still very much aware of everything that's going on. How beautiful Mm -hmm. it is to be able to create something that commemorates them, that makes them a part Mm -hmm. of it. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's, what's so great about writing a book and your book is a children's book. That's right. Yes. It's a children's Mm -hmm. picture book and it's dedicated to my daughter. Oh, see, I love that. I love that. (laughs) It's like from your heart. It's just, it's from your heart. So, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where we're able to get things out on paper. There's something, there's something special about being able to write a book, regardless if it's a children's book, an adult book, you know, whatever it Mm -hmm. is, there's just something special about being able to do that and Mm -hmm. to make it so personal. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's, I'm just trying to enjoy the process of, and I think it's just pretty special that there's something there. I wanted to ask you, um, Mm -hmm. would you mind sharing a little bit about the self-publishing process and writing a children's book for anybody who might be interested um, and curious? I don't know how helpful I'll be. Uh, Well, you've been through it. You've been through it, so... I think I I would have preferred knowing more on the front end as far as how Amazon works. Mm -hmm. Just from my experience, it didn't seem as user-friendly. And I think I'm on the medium scale when you talk about, you know, technology Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, on that spectrum. But, you know, I know how to read and click and follow, you know, where I should go. But sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. And when I had initially picked it up or like pulled up the page, it was more so it just seemed pretty cut and dry. But then I later realized that was just more for tablets versus actually printed books. And when it came to the book portion it was more so after all of my illustrations and everything were done. So I don't know how it would have been otherwise, but right now it's just more figuring out where to go. Or what about and like I the just, process from deciding to write a book and then mm-hmm. what happens next? So I knew that I would need illustrations and I knew I did not want Um, to use some program where I just pick pre pre made or predetermined images or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I just wanted it to be specific and unique to my book. So I only knew maybe less than a handful of people in, in the illustration realm. Um, so I just started there and just had a vision for what I wanted it to look like. And then also tried to, um, make notes as far as, you know, knowing what my, uh, manuscript looked like and how I wanted each page to be, I would write out what I would want the illustration to depict and in hopes that that would help the illustrator mm-hmm. in the process, I would send them photos so that they had an idea of what we looked like. And I wrestled with that, too, in terms of do I make it um, more 
gender neutral with the with the baby or Mm -hmm. do I make the character look like me and then I thought this is my book and if it's my story there's nothing wrong with being um (laughs) being the main character um or one of because my daughter was the muse but I just thought well so many other people do it and maybe these other book characters are actually depicted you know by actual people um so yeah it was just like it's all right. And the book is for you. And if other people enjoy it, then great. So we're just starting, you know, within the bubble. And then if it expands, I think that's just, it helped me just kind of narrow down because I can be pretty indecisive, especially if I (laughs) am, you know, trying to be flexible. And Mm -hmm. it was just this world of unknown. So, um, I eventually was able to find an illustrator and I didn't realize that there was also, you know, things with the text that we would just need to either create our own text or use, you know, a free text so that there wasn't any copyright issues. Oh, got it. Right, right. Yeah. And I would have never even thought about that had they (laughs) not said anything. So, um, so yeah, I had, you know, just looked into, could you have a title of a book if that title already exists and things like that. And, um, you know, just more concern on copyright mm-hmm. uh, issues. And, it's like those um, little things that you don't so. realize are involved in writing a book until you actually yes, exactly. go to write a book. What so right. what um what was the the inspiration for this book? Like, how did that come about? Mm-hmm. The storyline. Well, I other than just being a mom and kind of being in it twenty four seven, I just felt like. I guess where I started was more so the feeling that I had and then the love that I had, the connection I shared with my daughter. And it would just it just became this, oh, my gosh, I'm holding you and you still seem so far away. Like, how do I how could I possibly get any closer to you? And you just it's it's just literally like a piece of me on the outside of me and it's just you know I feel complete with her but at the same time just so you know looking forward to and uh, to seeing you know who she becomes and she's her own person she's clearly just not copy paste but (laughs) um, so it was just more so the feelings that I got I I had towards her and she's like you know even though we might be doing we're, we're in the thick of it. You know, we're changing diapers, we're making bottles, we're exhausted, but it's all connected. We're all in this together. We're all doing this for the same purpose, you know, and so there's just a beauty in it. And, um, it just even allowed for more connection. Like it's, it's really how I view it. It could be one thing or it could be the other, or it could be both at the same time, (laughs) you know, and that's okay too. But I, it still didn't waver in my love or closeness and connection to her. Um, so. Oh, I love it. I think, yeah, that's just more so it was just like a feeling and I just went with it. So you put it so well where like mm-hmm. you were so close to her, but she was still felt so mm-hmm. far away. Like, uh, I remember mm-hmm. that feeling, especially when, yeah. when they're so little and they were, you know, maybe mm-hmm. just not even a month ago in your tummy. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, now they're mm-hmm. outside. It's just, uh, just, I feel like it's just testimony to, um, you know, a mother's love. 
for sure. Sure. And I I think for me too, my pregnancy journey wasn't, I wouldn't say it was as movie scripted as I would have expected it. I did. (laughs) I didn't have any expectation, but I'm not the most patient of individuals. And I just was so anxious for her to just be here. Uh So the waiting uh, was the hardest part. So I knew I was ready for her to just be here. And then once she was, I was just like, I'm so ready for this and not ready. Yeah. So I was just ready for the the journey with her. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah. You know, like you mm-hmm. already feel like you are a mom. You're just waiting for the chance to just get there. And yeah. So I, yeah. I remember uh, it was the, like the winter before we were we got pregnant with my first daughter and mm-hmm. we were at a family event, you know, like mm-hmm. a Christmas themed family event. And I remember mm-hmm. feeling sad because I felt like my daughter was missing. We weren't mm-hmm. pregnant yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I mm. hadn't had a kid yet, but I just, it felt like somebody was missing and it made me feel, mm-hmm. it made me feel sad. It didn't make me feel excited that I knew that we were going to, mm-hmm. um, you know, have her soon or anything like that. It was more of like a sadness, like, like, mm. like a missing, it was almost like a, like a soul, like a soul knowing it was interesting. So I can, I can mm-hmm. relate to that feeling of. Mm-hmm. Get here already because I know you're supposed to be here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's interesting too because, you know, having that intuition, I, I just think back to something that my sister had shared with me years ago where she's just like, man, you just have a way of making things manifest, you know, and whether it's, whether it's me, you know, just putting it out there or me just knowing, yeah. I, you know, it's just very interesting. It's like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? So Rebecca, what advice would you give the Rebecca from your past, your past self with what you know today mm-hmm. after, you know, reading all the books and doing a lot of your inner work, what advice would you give your past self? Um, trust yourself. It's okay if no one else gets it. <laughs> Uh, it's okay to be different. You are unique and just keep following your intuition. You're on the right track. Well, that's wonderful. Such great advice for anybody listening. So I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate you and your time today. And thank you for sharing your story and for sharing a little bit about the technical stuff with writing a book. Cause I'm sure some people might be curious about that or even have no idea just all the nuances that go into writing a book. So thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. I'm really thrilled to have been been a guest. And that was another episode of A Guided Life Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. 
I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation Podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.